Good morning and welcome to Overlake. My name's Jacinta. So excited to worship with you guys this morning. Please stand with us.
pretty personal for me. Um, yesterday was my dad's birthday, um, and he would have been um, 65 um, yesterday. And um, growing up or at some point in his life, he decided that he did not want to live past the age um, 35. Um, there was something about his dad didn't live past 35, so then he didn't want to live past 35. Um, and then, so then me, I have three brothers, um, older brother and me, and then two, two younger brothers. And as we were growing up, we decided then, oh, well, then we won't, we won't live past 35. I didn't meet Jesus until I was 17, and it was actually the anniversary of my dad's death that I um, was invited to like a church, little college group thing by my friend, and um, but it wasn't until I met Jesus that I started realizing what a generational lie um, that had been spoken and followed through and believed by all these generations um, over our lives and just started to realize like that's not that's not what I want for my life and so I turn 35 in 11 days um, and I, it's like insane because I have a, a, a son a daughter and two two more sons so it's it's so parallel to watch my kids and then look at what you know kind of seeing my childhood um, but the exact opposite of what I had because they have their dad um, this is my husband <laughs> right <there. laughs> um, but I get to see my daughter with her dad and my sons with their dad and I was five when my dad died um, just think we the enemy is so sneaky and so intentional to speak curses and lies over us and it's one of the reasons I love worship so much is because I get to sing out the truth of that I'm a child of God there's a place for me in my father's house or we're going to sing Living Hope which talks about the grave has lost its power and he's broken every chain and when I mean just the visual I'm a very visual person the visual of that is like the chains literally being broken off and I yesterday just you know kind of processing on my own it's always kind of a hard day to have dad's dad's birthday you know who's this man I don't know and still feel so connected and loyal to and I don't know I just realized like I want to live the life that Jesus has for me not the life that the enemy has tried to destroy and speak death over um 
I want my 65th birthday to be with my kids because I really wish I could be with my dad. I really wish I could see my kids climb all over him. And that, you know, my youngest has his hair color and those sweet things that he couldn't break that curse. You know, he couldn't break that generational lie. But I want to. I want to break it, you know, for my kids. And and I just think around this room, I'm sure there's so much that we carry. We don't even realize we're carrying it, you know. And the Lord reveals and he's, he goes in those shadow places in our hearts. And he starts speaking gently, saying, you know, that's not the truth. And this is who you are. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because... I, when we worship, it, it, it matters and it's powerful and it changes lives. It changes us. There is freedom. We're set free. I mean, these are real words that actually do something in your life and, and for your children and for the generations to come. So let's worship the Lord knowing he's faithful and he is good. And as we declare out, let's just declare that chains are broken off and allow the spirit to speak to you. What, what lies am I believing? And if he's spoken death over you, if the enemy has spoken death over you, we just as a church want to lift you up right now in the name of Jesus and break off the chains of that lie. We serve a powerful God and he wants to move and he wants freedom because he loves you and he has reason and purpose for your life. And if I could ask you, if you feel that, like if you feel there's something inside that, and you don't even know, you don't have to know what it is, but if you just feel like there's something and I need prayer or I need a touch from Jesus or whatever, would you lift your hand and anyone that is around that person, can you just pray for them? Like, we're just going to be real church right now. We're just going to pray for people. And that is okay. You don't have to pray out loud. You just, you can just even, if it's okay, lay your hand on their shoulder or whatever. And just, just pray for them. And all around the room, let's pray for what Jesus wants to do in this moment, okay? And if you really want, you are welcome to come up to the front and worship freely and like there's ladies down here that will pray for you okay don't be afraid anytime anytime we got two more songs we got time all right i love you guys thank you for letting me share that and let's just keep worshiping finished 
nothing can take your promise from us, Lord. Nothing can separate us from you, Jesus. Nothing. We were bought with a high price through blood, your body. So we just rest in knowing that we are yours. We agree. Yes and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Becomes free, and my shame is 
this next part is a request that we are asking. We're asking the presence for us to become more aware of the presence of God. Just so you know what you're singing and what you're asking. It's a good thing to ask for. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us Father, we invite Holy Spirit, we invite you to continue in this service. We've had such a great worship time, and now let's continue in worship, Father, as we hear the word, and we greet each other this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi, my name, my name is Trish Boyer. I'm one of the elders on the board here, and I wanted to welcome you this morning. We've got a great crowd. We're glad you're here. So this morning when you came in, you were probably handed a worship folder and inside there's a card that we call our communication card. That's what kind of keeps us all together and keeps us 
on track with what your prayer requests might be on the back that you could add or your or your praises. And if you're a guest this morning, if you're brand new, we'd like you to fill one out, one of these cards. And when you leave, don't, don't put it in the offering bucket that'll come later in the morning, but go out these doors where you came in and someone will give you a gift. I don't know what the gift is, but it, you should check it out and see. And it'll probably be something wonderful. And then regular attenders and members, we'd love for you to fill out the card this morning. And we want to see that you're here. We want to know what's going on in your life because together it's such a big group. But individual cards, one by one, we can, we can learn about you through this. So if you know me, you know that if I meet you, I want to hug you and say howdy. But there's a whole room of people to do that now for the next 30 seconds. Greet one another in the Lord. Have a, a blessed morning. Morning, Overlake. Looking good out there. Looking good. Uh, I'm, I'm Pat. I'm one of the pastors on the preaching team here, and um, and I'm I'm excited for where we've started and decided to really kind of camp out in as we start this new year, which is in its third week now. Kind of kind of kind of wild. Uh, earlier this week we had snow, and and that feels so long ago to me now for some reason. But um, but 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 we're here together, and and what we're looking at, where we're kind of kind of studying, um, is is we're looking at this passage in the Bible that's like the blueprint of the church. Kind of like if if church were to operate the way it ought to, it probably would look like this. That that's the type uh, 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 passage that we're looking at, and. And, and, and why we're doing this is, is we believe, and, and this is what we're kind of seeing and finding out as we, we look at this passage, is, is man, if, if we go after this, we change. Uh, not, not just as individuals, but, but we change together. And, and, and when that happens, as we've been finding out, it, it changes not, not just people in this room, but it, it changes communities and neighborhoods and, and whole regions and, and, in fact, the whole world. And so that's what we're going after uh, together. And, and, and if you want to uh, follow along, uh, you, can, you can do that in the, the little message notes in your handout there or on the screen. Or, or if you want to uh, grab a, a good old Bible, you can snag one from the seat back in front of you. Uh, the passage is on page 655. I checked. Uh, page 655. Acts chapter 2. Here's, here's what a few verses out of the Bible say. It says this, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So, so we're kind of envisioning now there's a group of people that love to learn together and love to hang out together and love to eat together and love to pray together. And, and, and then it continues now. Verse 43, a, a deep sense of awe came over them all and 
And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. So, so there's some stuff happening. There's like miracles happening and it's turning heads. Like it's pretty amazing. And, and, and so that's happening and, and it continues. It says, and all the believers, it kind of keeps a refrain there. Like everybody, like everybody, everybody together. Uh, they met together in one place, kind of like this maybe. We're all, we're all here in the same setting. And, and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. So, so radical generosity is like the norm. And, and, and it continues here. And we'll, we'll close out with, with, with uh, these verses. They, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So quickly, if we would have started at like chapter 1, verse 1, at the beginning of this book that uh, a guy named Luke wrote, uh, we'd, we'd find out that it kind of starts with like 120-ish people in this, this upper room, this kind of setting, and, and quickly it goes viral. Quickly, it, it expands throughout the whole Roman region. And, 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 and so this, this little community ends up becoming a movement. And what happens, and what we just read, is people see how these people are treating one another. And they're like, wow, I, I like what I see. I want in. And, and, and they joined. They joined this, this following of people that were following after Jesus. And, and so what I want to do this morning is, is something that, that, that I felt like I needed. Like I was being a little selfish. I, some, sometimes I read through the Bible and I'm looking for like the most interesting, kind of awkward, weird things. And, and I put little question marks next to things. And, and I like to study and read, read about those things. Uh, this morning is totally different. This morning I'm like... Let's just talk about the most basic things, like the blocking and the tackling, like the 101, like things that we better not miss if we just read that little chunk out of the Bible. And so that's, that's what I got uh, for us this morning. And, and the first point's this, if you like to jot, jot down thoughts, jot down things. Uh, the first is this. Here's what we see in that passage. We see ordinary people, ordinary people. Uh, the, the early church, these people were nothing special. I know, that like rubbed every millennial the wrong way. Like, we're all special. We should all get trophies on the way out. Like, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm a millennial. I can say that. But, 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 but they were just people, guys. These, these were just people. They ate food. They slept. They breathed air. They, they, you know, they did everything that you and I do. They're just ordinary people. And, and, and here's the thing. I think sometimes distance, like time, history, we, we can look back and kind of lift some people up and be like, oh, man, they were, they were so amazing. I could never be like that. I could, I could never do what they did. There must have been something special in the water there in Palestine or something. I don't know. But, but, but guys, let's just, let's just bring them off the pedestal for a moment here. Let's bring them down to our level. They're, they're just people, ordinary people. And, and trust me, I know ordinary I know ordinary. First of all, my name's Pat. Like, it doesn't get more ordinary than that. But check it out. I was born in Montana in a wheat field. Like, no, I'm just kidding, in a hospital. But I was born in Montana. I was raised in Spokane. Come on. That's ordinary. I drive a white 98 Honda Civic. I am right-handed. I put my pants legs just one, one leg on at a time. You know, like, I, I am the definition of ordinary. And yet, somehow... Somehow the Lord looks down and he says, you know what? I can use that. That'll do. Pat, you'll do. Look around this room right now. Everybody look around. Take a minute. Kind of look around. Look at who's around you. Front, middle, back, sides. Kind of look around. Um, and, and, and now look at the person who's nearest you and kind of look them up and down and say, you know what? I think you'll do too. 
Go for it. Encourage the person next to you with that, that kind, affirming word right there. <laughs> Guys, ordinary people. Ordinary people. I, what I love about this particular author, and, 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 and Luke, he wrote not just this book of Acts, uh, and he's really wordy. He, 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 he loves to use a lot of words, but he, he wrote not just Acts, but a really long gospel called Luke, too. Uh, makes sense. He, you know, his name's Luke. So, so here he writes these two things. If for some reason you decided to just sit down an afternoon and just read all of Luke and all of Acts, there'd be a few things that would come to the surface, a few things you'd notice, a few themes. I, I guarantee you these things would stick out to you. One in particular would be the fact that Luke loves the outsider. He loves the people on the margins. He loves the people on the fringes, the people that, that would usually be forgotten or kind of looked down upon. He kind of makes them the heroes. He kind of draws them out into the foreground. And, 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 and here's just a, a bit of a list of who some of these, these people are. He, he does this with shepherds and with women and widows and prostitutes, with notorious sinners and tax collectors and people with disabilities and Samaritans and Greeks and commanders of Roman soldiers. Luke is huge. He's big on churches for everyone. This, 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 this movement of following Jesus is open to anybody. Everybody gets to belong. And we believe that here at Overlake. We believe that here at Overlay. And sometimes, and I've encountered a few people where that's just hard to get your mind around. You feel like some people should be on the outs. And, and you feel like maybe it's because you're more special or they're worse off. I don't know what it is. But, but you're not in too bad a company if you're still learning this one. Uh, let, let me encourage you. You, you. You're not in too bad a company. Peter. One of, one of the guys on Jesus' inner circle, one of his closest followers, it took Peter a little bit of time to realize church is for everybody. Everybody gets to belong. Here, a few chapters after what we had already read here in Acts, this isn't down, Acts chapter 10, you have Peter, who, who is like, again, famous as one of the closest followers of Jesus. He learns this lesson. We read this in verses 34, 35. He says, it's clear to me now that God plays no favorites, that God accepts every person, whatever his or her culture or ethnic background, that God welcomes all who, refer, who revere him and do right. So you have every person, every culture, every ethnic background, all are welcome. If you're ordinary, great. We have space for you here at Overlake. And so that's what we see in this passage. It's not all we see. So the next basic thing, the next thing we can't miss, we have ordinary people. We also see ordinary rhythms. Ordinary rhythms. If you need help spelling that word, because Lord knows I always do, it's up on the screen. I, I hate spelling this word. I genuinely, I know it starts with an R, ends with an M, and I throw in some H's and Y's in there and just hope autocorrect will like fix the mess, you know? But rhythms, if, if you look, these people, they're just kind of doing some pretty simple things with frequency. You know, some of it was daily, some of it was maybe more weekly or something else, but, but they just kept at it. They just, had, they just had a little bit of rhythm to this movement, a little bit of rhythm to this community. How many of you, by raise of hands, eat food? Any of you? Anybody in here eat food? Okay, great, great. Food is for everyone too, you know, but... Uh, Guys, so did they. They were that ordinary. These people ate food. It's, it's crazy. They ate food, though, and this was, this was even, you know, pretty wild. They ate food together. They shared meals together. They, they, they entered the homes of one another and living rooms and rooftops together. 
And we see it here, verse 42. Let me just read it again for you. All the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So there's a rhythm that they had. Uh, and to fellowship and, and to sharing in meals right there. Uh, you could even circle that. Sharing in meals and to prayer. And a couple of verses later, 46. They worshiped together at the temple each day. So there was a rhythm they had. They, they met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals. So Luke, bam, twice, making sure we get this. With great joy and generosity. What if we did this? What, what if we just tried this? Just a little experiment. Maybe between now and when the temperatures rise and the sun comes back, we are people of great faith. Um, what if we just had some meals together? What, what, what if even, maybe even on the back of your notes, there's people coming to mind, even as I say that, of like, you know, we've been meaning to try to connect with that person or this couple or that family. Or, or we met this, 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 this group uh, of people rooted. And, and so maybe we need to, need to follow up and get into, to hear how they've been. Or, or, or maybe you're coming to the, the marriage weekend coming up this week and, 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 and you meet someone. Like, be thinking even next steps out of that, like meals. But but think of it, when, 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 when you share time together over something we all need, we all eat food, what can happen? Just, just the stories shared, just, just, just a sense of unity being built, just, just relationship. And, and, and it's pretty basic. There's something even profound in meals, I believe, that it reminds us of our own humanity. Like, we need to slow down long enough to be nourished. Amen. And we're not the only ones. Every other person, every other person made in the image of God is the exact same. And, and, and not only that, but, but, but Jesus, God, who came in the flesh, in a body, lived just like you and I. He too ate meals and ate them with others. We see this modeled in the early church. What if we entered into this rhythm again? What if we, what if we uh, spent time in it? Togetherness, it really is. It's, it's built around tables. And Luke loves tables. It's another theme. He, he's big on the outsider. He's big on everybody. He also loves food and meals. You can look at almost every chapter, and there's some either reference to food or something's present there, or even a table. And so he's, he's big on this idea that, that, that the work happens at the table. Here's one of the biggest challenges that the early church faced, and, and, and we'll get to it in, in, in just a minute here, but but because you had people who began following Jesus who were from a, a Jewish background, they had very strict food codes and laws and things they adhered to. Then you had people who weren't Jewish, and they start following Jesus. And they love, like, Jesus' teachings, and they're, like, all in. And now these people, they can't eat. They don't play by the same rules when it comes to what you can eat. Like, barbecue doesn't fly. Like, you know, like, and, and so the church had to deal with this. And it was an area of we need to establish some unity. We need to make sure that we protect the table, that everyone's welcome when we, when we eat together. And so they had to figure this out. Here's, here's Peter. We're going back to Peter now. And, and this is now in, in Acts 11. So we're kind of even cruising through. We're covering a lot here. And, and it says this. It says, by the time Peter and his friends from Joppa returned to Jerusalem, news about outsiders accepting God's message had already spread to the apostles and believers there. So you're thinking, oh, that's great news. People on the outside, they got to hear uh, this story of Jesus and his teachings. And, and yet here's what happens. It says some of the circumcised believers, so some of the Jews here, they didn't welcome Peter with joy, but with criticism, with critique. They had some, they had some issues here. And here's what they say. They say, why did you violate divine law by associating with outsiders and sitting at the table with them for a meal? This is an outrage. 
Luke's saying, hey, I'm not about building bigger walls, bigger barriers. I'm about building longer tables. I'm about building spaces where more people are invited, where there's actually not division, there's actually unity, where, where all these things that we differ on get laid down, and it's like, you know what? We all need to eat. We're all, we're all made in the image of God here. And so too often, too often, you know, we, we hear a thought like this or a little challenge of meals and we're like, oh yeah, man, I'm just going to crank them out. I'm going to do like 14 in four days, you know, like, and, and, we, and we get all this gusto and we're like at it for like a week. And then it's like, all right, what's next? That was exhausting. Like, here's what I say. I say we take a different approach. What if it's just like one a month? One a month. I know, and even that might feel like it stretches you a little bit, but just one lunchtime a month, one, one evening a month, one breakfast a month, and, and just protect that one day, that one meal, and, and be really intentional of who am I going to invite? Who, who, who from the Overlake family am I going to make sure I pause long enough to get to hear their story? And, and maybe you decide to do even another meal. Ooh, we're up to two a month. Watch out. It's getting dangerous. And, and, and what if you're like, you know what? How about a neighbor? Well, what if maybe someone in, in my workplace or someone I've met in the neighborhood or parish or, or a sports team or whatever, what, what, what if I actually slowed down long enough to be intentional with that meal too? I guarantee you some things would begin to happen. And it may mean we have to lay down a little bit of this, 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 this need for a really quiet and clean home. Even if kids are involved, I say lean in, bring them on. We actually have a picture. I had breakfast with a, an overlaker on Friday morning. He put this in his house for a small group. And I'm like, dude, you get the award. Dave, you're the man, bro. Who does that? Like, you don't need couches if you got that. Like, so maybe you got to get a little creative. And, and I would even say, when it comes to the meal prep on its own, like, let's even be okay with ordinary on that front. If you come to the Swansons, expect like mac and cheese. Like, let's not go wild here. Let's just make it doable. But let's enter into a rhythm that we can sustain over time. All right, third thing. So we have ordinary people. We have ordinary rhythms. Now, now we find out that they're just meeting in ordinary places. They're just meeting in ordinary places. I know you're like, oh, but they were meeting in the temple, and that's not ordinary. And I'm like, yes, and there was a good portion of it that was just kind of open. That was kind of like, fine, if you wanted to come in. Now, yeah, if you were a Jew, or if you were a guy, or if you were a priest, that gets you access into other areas. But you see the apostles, you see the believers, they hang out in the spaces where, where there's some community happening, where there's some public space there of, of life kind of being shared. And, and we see this in Acts 2.46. It says, they worship together at the temple each day, which I'm not, I'm not even going there. I'm not saying we have to worship together every day, but, but every Sunday is good. And, and, and then they met in homes. They met in homes too, ordinary places, apartments, condos, homes, townhomes, like whatever you call your, your bungalow, wherever you live, like ordinary places. And, and, and that's where these ordinary people would meet, just in an ordinary rhythm together. And yet somehow people liked what they saw. And yet somehow people are like, you know what? I kind of want in on that. There's, there's some cool dynamic there of how they just treat one another and eat with one another and care for one another. Right. And so what if we enter into that too? What if we get an idea of what does it look like to share life together in just kind of ordinary spaces? Yep. Where our love is 
Luke doesn't just mention this once and then move on. He mentions it again. It comes up in Acts 5, 42. And he says, and constantly, whether in public, so he makes sure he mentions, even in public, whether in public, in the temple, or in their homes, they kept teaching and proclaiming Jesus as the anointed one, the liberating king. And even when things got tough, even when they encountered some, some persecution or suffering or the headwinds of just society, they pressed in. They kept going. And so what are some of these public spaces? What are some of these ordinary places? Well, it's things like neighborhoods in Redmond, offices at Amazon, parks in Kirkland, meeting rooms at Expedia, sidewalks in Bellevue, classrooms on the Plateau, living rooms in Woodenville, the Commons at Microsoft, Uber rides to SeaTac. These are just ordinary places. Let me give you a very humble example. A very, very humble example of this. There, there's, there's a, a very ordinary group that meets on Thursday mornings, a very ordinary day and time. And, and we meet in a very ordinary home in Finn Hill. Doesn't get more ordinary than Finn Hill. Give me an amen. And, then, and, and, we're, just in a, and we're just in a living room together. And sometimes there's as many as five of us. Can you believe that? I know, usually it's like three. But, but we meet together and we're like, you know what? From nine to 10, we're just going to pray. We're going to do what we see here. And we've been at it for like in, in our third year now. So we've been kind of at this for a while, just a rhythm and can't always make it every week, but we try to stick to it. And, and, and we just pray and we're like, all right, Lord, we want to see as many people as possible come to know who you are. And that's just what we're going to pray for, for just an hour. And we're just going to kind of, kind of pray this out. And maybe there's a verse we come, share that to you. But, but we just want to see you move in a way that would be far beyond any human effort. And so we just, we just pray for that. And, 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 and then one of the guys in this, this group, he kind of goes down. He walks around Juanita Bay and on the boardwalk there, does loops. And he got this vision of, of, and this idea of what would it look like if Kirkland was known as just a place of worship? And he, and he kind of looks a little bit at the bay with the water to his back. And he kind of sees like Goat Hill and Juanita and, and kind of hemmed in with Market Street here. And just kind of makes a natural amphitheater. And he just has this picture like, how cool if this area was known as just a huge community of people who just worship Jesus. And so we've been praying for that too. And, and, and in December, the, like it clicked. There was a few things that happened that just connected the dots and and so on a very ordinary night, and, and on a, I think it was on a Thursday night, in an ordinary bar, the bungalow, in Juanita there, uh, they had a, a, a little, like, toy drive for Toys for Tots. And they had some people come and line up a list of, of some, some, like, little local musicians. And, and they asked my friend, Luke Swinson, he used to be an intern here at Overlake, uh, just come and play some acoustic music for the last, like, few minutes of this night. And so Luke plays, and I think, I think they asked him to go last because all his friends were probably the youngest. So we're there. There's some people that, we, that I know, and, and then there's a lot of neighbors, strangers, people I don't know. Uh, and Luke's playing. It's all done. Everyone's like, one more song, one more song. And Luke's like, oh, okay, all right. And Luke decides to play Silent Night. Whoa. And this is like the week or two, maybe it's two weeks before Christmas. And I tell you what, everyone got quiet. Some people who maybe hadn't heard or sung the song in years, I don't know, they just start humming it. Others kind of start to chime in with their voices. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, this is one of the most beautiful moments of worship I've gotten to experience. And yet it's in a very ordinary place. And, and there's people I don't even know. And yet Jesus' name is being lifted up. And then, and then, 
a few nights later, like later that week, it was the Sunday night following, the Christmas ships, Argosy, they get decorated with Christmas lights and a few other boats take along and, and this choir from the boat, uh, they just sing songs and they project the music onto the shore and, and so we're out. It's ordinary Seattle weather, super rainy. And we're, we're, we're out there and we got Sailor and my wife Leah and we go down with a few neighbors and every other song was a Christmas carol declaring like God has come, Emmanuel, hark the herald angels sing. Like, and I'm just thinking like it's happening in small ways, yes, but the kingdom grows through mustard seed moments. And so you just begin to see what if we caught a vision of what happens in Acts 2 in ordinary places that we inhabit, that we live in. The last point to this, and here's where, where I'll land, is, is yes, ordinary people, ordinary rhythms, ordinary places, but with outlandish love. Outlandish love. Oh. Crazy. These people are cr crazy with the amount of love they have. Not, 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 not just for Jesus, but proved by how they love one another. Evidenced by how they love one another. Check this out. It says Acts 2, 44 through 45. I ho hope you didn't miss this earlier, but in case not, here we go. And all the believers met together in one place, not that interesting, and shared everything they had. Everything they had. That sounds crazy. Let me read the next verse. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. So this community, these people who are together in this, they're sold out. They're like all in. And, and their form of generosity takes twofold. It's not that the church is anti-private property. That's not, not what it's saying at all. It's just saying that the church is pro-generosity. And, and it comes in like two forms. One, hospitality. You own some stuff and you share it with, 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 with whoever has need. Other stuff, you decide, ah, I don't need this. Or you have a need that's greater than what this is. You know what? Sell it off. Boom. Meet a need. And so you see, as, as just greed kind of evaporates, like you see needs begin to evaporate. You, you see this begin to happen in the church. And in case you think it's just a one-off, again, Luke mentions it again in Acts 4, 32 and 34. All the believers were united in heart and mind. I think that probably came about because they were spending time together at tables. Right, right. And they felt that what they had owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give those in need. Guys, these are people just like you and I. These are people that the same barriers, the same fears, the same thoughts we're having of like, that sounds crazy. Like these were ordinary people. These, these, these are people that, that, that would want more and more and more too. And so it's not as if it was any easier for them as it would be for us to live into this. A little mental exercise for a moment. Let's think through. Everybody look around this room again. It hasn't changed in the last 20 minutes, but maybe it has. So look around. And just get a sense. Think through how much stuff is represented in this room. Just stuff. Like shovels. Paper. And computers. And phones. And cars. And homes. And you, you know, like just think. It's a lot. It is a lot of stuff. What, what happens if we get to know one another? And, and we begin to realize, oh, I, I already have this. You, you don't need to buy it. Like... Don't waste your capital on that. Like, let's share. Let's eliminate a redundancy. Let's, 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 let's take what would have been sent on that and, and think through where could it be better used? What need could it fill? Well, you begin to see the, the, the blocking, the tackling, the very simple things of the church here begin to just make a lot of sense as they build and layer upon one another. 
I, I, I feel like this would be really empty if, if it weren't actually backed up with an example. So I did this in August, and I'll just make sure it's a refresher for everyone. This car, I mentioned it earlier, it's, 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 it's a, I did not lie, it's a 98 white Honda Civic. I know, you're all amazed right now. And yes, Sailor's covering up a missing hubcap. So yes, I, I will be honest there. That was an intentional move. I feel like I should be honest, okay? So yes, it's missing a hubcap. If you need to borrow a car, I've checked with insurance and all that stuff, but if you need to borrow a car, just reach out. That email goes to someone. It's me, like, and, and we'll figure this out. And, and I'm not lying, I'm not joking. Like a, a, an Overlake family is able to use this for six weeks in November and December. So if you have need, let's begin to share some stuff. I also feel like I need to be clear. Last time I offered in August, a week later, my car got stolen. So if, if you want to borrow it, just, just ask first. That's all you got to do. That's all I'm asking. Just let me know. Shoot me an email, please. It's, it's one less headache I got to deal with. But here's the thing, here's the thing. I promise, I'm landing now. Here we go. We're kind of coming down into a landing. I know, you guys are wondering what is going on. The last theme that we got to realize is Luke is so big on the Holy Spirit. We can't talk about outlandish love without realizing Luke knows the only way that type of love is possible is if God himself is dwelling inside you. If God himself is changing your hearts. And when I say hearts, that's like desires, wants, passions, things that drive you. Like only if God himself were actually in your heart, could you even want and be willing to begin to do some of these things? And that's exactly what Luke shows us. Amen. That yes, the Father sent the Son, God with us. And the Father sent the Spirit, God, within us. And so a, 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 a church that is Spirit-filled brings freedom where it goes. Hallelujah. Because where the Spirit is, there's freedom Hallelujah. from all kinds of things. From all kinds of things. There's freedom from death and disease and despair. Freedom from things like selfishness or being possessed by possessions. Freedom from apathy. Freedom from being and living without purpose. And so when the church is on the move, when the church is really filled with God, with the Spirit, we see that there is freedom from hunger, freedom from loneliness, freedom from violence, freedom from oppression. That, that's the church. And there's been expressions of it throughout time, from, from, from what we read in Acts 2 all the way till present. And there's been people that have championed this, that have lived this out. And, and, and one in particular that is worth highlighting because tomorrow we celebrate the man, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Here's a man who understands outlandish love because that love, outlandish love requires that you have been changed. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was changed by the love of Jesus. He followed wholeheartedly the love of Jesus and he didn't do it alone. When he shared his dream, the Washington Mall, 1963. He, he wasn't the only person there. A quarter million people show up because it's their dream too. Because it's, it's, it's together. And yes, these ordinary people who gather, they went back and they just went into the ordinary rhythms. Whether it's riding a bus, sitting in a restaurant, walking down the sidewalk, uh, all these things in, in ordinary places. And yet they did it with outlandish love. And you see, you see what combats freedom begin to crumble. You see oppressive forces and structures begin to crumble. We get to be about that same work still today. That's our calling today. To move in this outlandish love. Filled with the very spirit of Jesus. The spirit of God. 
and to realize it's pretty basic. It's pretty simple. It's you and I, ordinary people. It's, it's doing ordinary things, praying, worshiping, eating together. It's, it's, it's doing it in ordinary places. So here's what we're going to do as we pe begin and prepare to respond now in worship. We're going to be reminded that the very source of this hard work, and it is hard, hard work, it did not end well for Jesus in his outlandish love. It did not end well for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his outlandish love. We cannot expect this to be easy and comfortable. It will be hard, but we get to be nourished by Jesus. Amen. And so what does Jesus do in Luke's gospel, but invites, invite people to his table? Offering ordinary bread, reminding us that that is like the body which has been broken for us on a Roman cross. A cup filled with juice, reminding us that this ordinary juice, it actually represents Jesus' blood, which, which sets us free, which forgives us of our sin, any wrongdoing. And then there's this invitation to be sent out and to live the same. What, what we want to do this morning, I know it's going to feel a little, a little bit of a stretch, and we can go there together. For a long time, for, for, for close to 1,200 years, this was almost uh, exclusively a joy-filled, a thanksgiving, a praise-oriented type moment. And it's very communal in nature. It's very different than how we usually come to the table. And you're like kind of looking down, pretending like there's no one else, even though you're dipping and diving, you know, like, and, 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 and it's a little more somber, a little, little, little darker, a little thinking like, oh, I'm a horrible, horrible person, you know, like, and, 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 and yet what it can be and what it could be and what it maybe ought to be and, 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 and what we've seen the church do is it actually is a great reminder of together. It's a great reminder of what we have been given. We've been given purpose. We've been given love. We've been given new life. We've been given freedom. And we get to actually take all that stuff out there. Amen. And so this is a moment to be joy-filled. So Overlake, in this moment, I want to invite you to stand. And we're going to respond together. You can come to tables in the front, middle, in the back. We're going to praise out. And I say this. If you see someone you know, give them a high five. If you see someone you know, give them a hug. Give them a chest bump. Like, look people in the eyes. Smile. But let's enter into this together. This is hard work, but we can do it. We can do it because we're sustained by Jesus. Let's worship.
conquered the grave. You freed every captive and break every chain. No oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awakened to life. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things. You have done great Let's pray. Lord, you are the one who does great things, and we are the ones who get to partner with you. And so, Lord, I ask that this week that we would grab hold of this truth of who you are. Lord, that we would follow your spirit where you're leading us into these hard and messy places, Lord, where we might be uncomfortable, but there is life there. So, God, I ask that you would just show us what that looks like for each one of us, whether it's to invite a neighbor or a friend, just sharing a meal together, whatever that next step is, Jesus. We want that because we want you. You're so good to us. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. My name is Kara. I'm one of the pastors on the team here. And in a moment, we're going to pass the buckets. And so now's a great time to finish filling out that connection card. Trish mentioned that earlier in the service. On the front of that card, there's a spot for just some generic info. It's really helpful for us to have that. And then on the back, you'll notice there's some check boxes. Um, and we rotate those. So there's new opportunities there all the time. You want to check that out. Today, you may have noticed there is a box that says, please send me the OCC February survey. And we are in week three of this series called Together, and both because we're in a season of transition and also just because it's the beginning of a new year, we are discovering who Overlake is and what God has for us this year. So if you want to be a part of that, part of that conversation, um, go ahead and check that box. You're opting, you're opting in to receive an email that will link you to a survey, um, and that would be really, really helpful for us as we are praying and going after what God has for us. We want to lean in and press in into the values we've been talking about today, like outlandish love, um, worship first, all of the things that we hold as values of Overlake, we want to press into that. So go ahead and check that if you're interested. And now I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward as we collect today's gifts, tithes, and offerings. And as they're coming forward, I'd also like to invite up Greg Horton. He's one of our elders here at Overlake. And he and I also get to um, co-facilitate our newest discipleship curriculum called Transformed. He's going to share a little bit about that. So many of you may be familiar with Rooted, and that's our class about uh, the foundation of the Christian faith and what it means to be uh, an Overlaker. And our second class in sort of this series is called Transformed. And Transform is a class about the journey that followers of Jesus are on and the process of becoming more and more like him. Uh, in keeping with our theme of together, one of the reasons we do this class is so that you're not on the journey by yourself. And so we're going to, we're going to travel together and we're going to study and we're going to discuss. We may struggle with some things. We're going to practice and we're going to pursue the transformation that Jesus offers us together. 
Uh, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's another translation that says that we are transformed by changing the way we think. And so transformation is about change and being noticeably changed. And so as a follower of Jesus, transformation is, is more than about just changing some of our habits and maybe cleaning up our language and avoiding the big sins. It's really about dying to ourselves and being resurrected to walk a new life with Jesus. And so that's what we're going to pursue in this class. Yeah, so if you're interested in Transform, that is the next step after becoming a dynamic member, um, which Greg mentioned is our rooted membership class. So that's also available in the hallway this morning. Um, becoming part of this church family or becoming a member is just really committing to being active and giving, serving, and connection. So if that's you, Transformed is your next step. Um, and Transformed is going to be offered for eight weeks. Um, it starts in two weeks on February 2nd during the 11 o'clock service out here in Lobby Room North. And then you'll notice as you head out this morning in the hallway, we have signups for a whole bunch of stuff. There are a bunch of tables in the hallway. You can find information about Transformed, which we just talked about, Rooted, um, Transformados, which is the first time we're offering Transformed in Spanish this semester. Um, at the Serve the World desk, you're going to see Perspectives, which is a Wednesday evening course that we're offering starting this week. Um, and then there's also a bunch of information on groups. So a bunch of stuff out there. Um, if you are interested in getting connected, there are new groups launching, um, groups that you can join. So stop by that table as well. And then as always, as you're leaving today, if you want to pray with somebody, we have a fantastic team out here. When you leave the worship center to the left, there's our prayer space. And you can find someone there that would love to pray with you. So... Um, Let's do this. Let's all stand to our feet, and I'd love for Greg to just bless us out as we head out today. Father, as we go out into our weekly routine, please continue to work in us to transform us so that as 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, we may all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory be transformed into his image, becoming more and more like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, you guys. We'll see you next Sunday. Mm -hmm.